0: Come on, why don't we give Jesus praise all across this room tonight? I thought in Beaumont, Texas on a Wednesday night we could give him more praise than that. Come on, lift up your voice and shout unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Why don't you turn around to two or three people and just say, you're about to receive something. You're about to receive something. <laughs> Hallelujah. You may be seated in the house of God tonight. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad to be with you. I want to tell you, the, the I'm glad to come and minister to y'all tonight. What I was really excited about, though, is that I got to see my friend, Pastor Byron Ellis, And I want to let you know, in case you don't know, and I I really want to say this while he's not in the room. See, I can say this in front of him and it, it go to my credit. I won't say it to you when he's not in the room. I don't know that you will have the capacity to fully appreciate how incredible your pastors are. Both Pastor Byron and Ashley. They are incredible. I want to let you know something. Several years ago around the time that this church was started there were many, many, many churches started in our fellowship and most of them, not some of them, not two of them, most of them just shut down one after the other. It speaks to the capacity of the leadership that you have in your pastor that on a Wednesday night in June in Texas, there is a packed room full of people expecting a move from God. And I'm so glad to be with you. And uh, I-, I normally go through a moment where I introduce everybody to my family. Uh, we-, we are tight on time tonight. Somebody say, preach, white boy. Okay, that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it fast. Amen. So I'm not going to do all of the spiel that I normally do. However, what I would like to do, my family has demanded of me that I give you a free gift. They said, wherever you go, bless the people, and I want to bless you with a free gift tonight. Do me a favor. Take out your cell phone. Take out your cell phone. Wave it at me. Let me see it. All right. Turn it to your camera, and I believe there's a graphic coming up on the screen. Oh, it's right back here. There's a QR code. you got to lay flat on the ground. I want you to lay on your stomach. (laughs) There's a QR code here. There is a number that you can text the word gift to. If you do that, you're going to get a free gift. I'm going to send you a gift. A couple of years ago, I wrote a book on money. I'm an evangelist. I wrote a book on money. What y'all don't know is my wife has purple hair. That is Pentecostal bingo right there. Praise God. Amen. But, but I wrote a book on money. Pastors have told me this is the most balanced book on money that they've ever read. In the book, I spend two chapters talking about budgeting. I only spend one book or one chapter in the book talking about giving. This book is going to help you tremendously. It's going to tell you some simple things like how we paid off $64,000 worth of debt in six months. It's going to tell you how we put $25,000 in the bank in two months. It's going to tell you how we did all of that before our income was substantial but it's also going to tell you how after that our income 10x amen praise the lord i'm a blessed man and i am not upset about it praise god so this book will help you you're going to get the ebook you're going to get the audio book which is me talking so you get to listen to me for a while but you're also going to get access to a 10 hour course so you'll have 10 hours of material you'll be able to get into And get your finances fixed. Now, if you are in this room and you say, Jason, I have more money than I need. I have a different link I'd like to give to you tonight. Come see me after the service. We will take care of you personally. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the Word tonight? Amen. I, I want to just reiterate, we're going to talk fast. I'm going to have to preach fast. Some of y'all are excited right now, but you might be staring at me in a minute, taking it all in. I want to talk to you for a few minutes. I going to be very clear about what's going to happen. I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes. We're going to sing a few songs, and then you are going to receive tonight. You are going to receive tonight. I'm here for a very specific reason. If you turn with me to Acts chapter 8, I'll let you know what that is. Turn with me to Acts chapter 8. I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I already feel like something could break loose right now. If I didn't like hearing my own voice, I'd just quit right now and start praying for y'all. Praise God. Amen. Acts chapter 8. If you'd look down to verse 4, I just want to read a couple of verses to you here. It says, Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them, the Christ, that's the preaching of the gospel. Verse six, and the crowds with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip And when they heard him and saw the signs that he did. So there were signs that were happening. Verse seven, for unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who had them and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. They were casting out demons and people were getting healed. Okay, so there was much joy in that city. Now listen to me. This is a very good picture of where you guys are at as a church. The gospel has been proclaimed in this church. This is a gospel church, by the way. If you, if you happen to just stumble in out of nowhere tonight, well first of all, buckle up because you're about to see some stuff. <laughs> but, but this is a gospel church, this is a gospel church. But I want you to notice that in Philip's ministry in Samaria, there wasn't only the gospel being preached there were supernatural things happening. And in this church, there are supernatural things happening right now. There are supernatural things happening. Well, Pastor Byron and myself have been talking about me coming to you for quite a while. Um, I was scheduled to come be with you a few years ago and then something in 2020 happened that got in the way. I don't, don't know what that was. But so something happened kept me from coming. But we've been talking about it for quite a while. Well, at the beginning of the year, I had started to receive some understanding, some spiritual understanding about how the Lord is about to move through the nation. And so we were talking about it and he said, you know what? I think the way I'd like to use you is have you come in and pray for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so you're in an interesting place right now. The gospel is being preached. You're seeing supernatural things happen in the church. People are being healed. I've heard some of your stories, quite spectacular stuff. In fact, and so these things are happening, but there is still in the room a need. There is a need. Some of you have been waiting, you've been hoping, you've been wanting. You are ready to receive, and you just haven't yet. So that's what I'm here to, to do tonight. And it's going to be very simple. If you go down to Acts verse 8, verse 14, chapter 8, verse 14, it says this, Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit for he had not yet fallen on any of them. But they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on him and they received the Holy Spirit. Tonight I am here to kind of operate in that ministry. I am here to pray for you. Uh, It is rare that I do this without teaching for about an hour and a half. You can ask your staff. I don't think I looked at my notes more than once, and I, I think I talked for about two hours this morning before we started praying and things started happening. But uh, I, I, I do believe that if, if you will just lean in and give me a little bit of the grace that you have in you and a little bit of the trust that you have in your pastor. Do you trust your pastor? Yeah. Okay, your pastor trusts me. So I need you to extend that to me tonight in that hour and a half what i normally do is i get you to be okay that i'm not coming in here to have you do weird stuff i'll have an hour and a half to prove that to you tonight but we had a great move of god this morning i was actually very shocked at how well things went this morning and uh, uh to see people receiving in a small room like that so so tonight what we are going to do i, I want to kind of Uh, walk you through what my emphasis is going to be. I am pretty systematic. Now, if that's not Jesus, y'all tell him to call back. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Amen. It's probably my phone sitting around here doing it. eh? But uh, uh, I I am going to be a little systematic tonight. I will be talking to you a lot through the altar ministry, okay? I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to be communicating. If you're in the back of the room and you never move, you're going to know what's happening. I'm going to be talking to you. Um, But tonight, we are going to move into a moment where I really want to emphasize people receiving the ability to pray in tongues. In our fellowship, what we tend to call that is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, what you receive is the definite moment where you pray in tongues and you have it as a permanent utility, okay? So tonight, that's what we're going to do. We're going to pray for you to receive that tonight. Now, I could teach you a lot about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but I'd really like to point you to a resource. In the last few weeks, Pastor Byron has preached two messages that I think would be very helpful to you. So if you go on YouTube or the church website or wherever you access this stuff, Acts number four, if you got something to write with, write this down. Y'all should go watch these this week. Acts number four and Acts number five. Those were very good messages that he did that I believe explain this very well. Uh, the thing is, though, I don't need you to go watch those messages so you can find out if you want to get it. I want you just to get it tonight, and then you can go watch them and explain what happened. Amen. Amen. So let me give you just a couple of points here, and then we're going to move on. And God's going to show up tonight in a fantastic way. So what what is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? I just told you this. Now, first, let me just say this. If you are saved and you have never spoken in tongues, you've got the Holy Ghost. You've got the Holy Spirit inside of you. The Holy Spirit's primary ministry, both prior and after receiving the ability to pray in tongues, is to teach you. I think it's John chapter 14 where Jesus says that the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. He'll teach you all things. The Holy Spirit's primary role in your life is to teach, guide, and correct. Whether you speak in tongues or not, whether you pray in tongues or not, the only difference is that you will receive what Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says is power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So you will receive power when you get this. So a lot of times we talk about what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for because the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a second definite moment that will happen in your life where you will receive and you will receive power. We often talk about what it's for and we talk about the fact that it's for evangelism. I think Pastor Byron did a great message on that. And so we tend to put tongues as what We don't get it for tongues. We get it for evangelism. I need you to hear me. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you receive power. Here's the issue. When we we move tongues off to a non-issue, we miss the power. Because here's the news. The ability to pray in the unknown language, that is the power. That's the power. And this is how we know it. In 1 Corinthians, it tells us that uh, 1 Corinthians 14.4 It says this the one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself. Do any of you want to be built up? Do any of you want your inner man to be strengthened and empowered? Okay, well, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, when you pray in tongues, you're built up. Hallelujah. It also helps to get you out of the way. This is another way the power works to get you out of the way. 1 Corinthians fourteen fourteen says this. It says, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. Well, we read that as it, it being a bad thing. We tend to think, well, that's a bad thing. My mind's unfruitful. Like you're Einstein or something. Praise God. So, yeah, your mind might be unfruitful, but your mind gets out of the way when you pray in the spirit. But your mind gets out of the way so the spirit's mind can get in your way. Praise the Lord, because what does it say in Romans chapter 8, verse 26? It says, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we all, but the Spirit himself intercedes with us or for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. I'm here to tell you tonight, I think things would improve in your life if you got your mind off of it and you got the Holy Ghost mind on it. You hear what I'm saying tonight? That's a good place to give Jesus praise. Amen. In fact, I'm going to tell you something. There's a verse that follows what I just read that is strangely close to this. This is one of our refrigerator magnet verses. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Them verses, we know what they say, but we don't know where they is. (laughs) Right after it says this, that the Holy Spirit will intercede for you with groanings too deep for words. Look what it says in verse 28. It says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for the good, for those who are called according to His purpose. I happen to believe that when you pray in tongues, when you pray in that heavenly language, that unknown language, when you do that, it's causing things in your life to work out for the good. Okay. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is also, it's the, it, it is permanent. When you get it, you got it good when you get it you got it first question someone asked me today who received will I lose it no it is a utility that you can access at any time it's a utility that you can access and you can pray perfect prayers because the Holy Spirit always prays perfect prayers so you will have access to this at all time it's a utility you can access anytime in fact I will just tell you I do try to pray every day in tongues for about 5 to 15 minutes Typically, when I'm in my house, it's five minutes. How many of y'all know you get distracted when the kitchen's just a room over? eh? But what I do during the school year is when I drop my kids off at school and I drive back home, I pray in tongues from the school to my house. That's my practice. So this is a utility you'll be able to access anytime. This is very easy to step into tonight. You're going to receive it. It's going to be something you'll always have. Now I do want to just say this, I know some of you are wondering, what does tongue sound like? Is it a real language or is it whatever that gibberish is? Well, 1 Corinthians says that it is an unknown language. It is unknown, unknown to man, it is only known to God. So it probably, but just in case, I don't know how familiar you are with Arabic, I don't fight a language you don't know. Because it might be a real language. I don't know. I don't know. We might have an Egyptian walk through the back door and go, what in the world is going on in here? We don't know. We don't know. But we're going to yield ourselves to it tonight. I want to talk to you for just a couple of minutes about some receiving realities. I shared this with your staff today. Tonight you're going to receive, okay? You're not going to receive from a place of doubt. You're not going to receive from a place of doubt. If you come up praying, Lord, if it's real, I'll take it you've already prayed a prayer of doubt. doubt. So you've got to believe that it's for you tonight. You've got to believe it's real. People are getting healed in this church. Demons are getting cast out of people in this church. And y'all think tongues is so bizarre? I have a friend who said, he said my dad was casting a demon out of somebody one time and he said I walked in the door when I was a kid. He was a kid when this was happening. He said I walked into my, my dad's office he said, and the guy he was casting the demon out of was up on the coffee table on all fours barking like a dog. But tongues is weird. <laughs> so, so you're going to receive tonight. You're going to get it. It's a, so we can't do it from doubt. You also, I need you to know this, you most likely will not lose control of your facilities. It is, it is very rare. It is very rare that I pray for people and they receive and they absolutely lose their ability to control themselves. Okay? You will you will it will not be crazy. Okay? You will be in more control than you think you're going to be in. And the other thing is this, and this was one that really helped us overcome some barriers this morning is the experience is more normal than it is spectacular. It's more normal than it is spectacular. My wife and I started our own businesses a few years ago and our kids were at school that that government issued daycare praise the lord i'm not trying to put y'all teachers down but that it feels good when i'm at home and they aren't there praise the lord and uh and so we decided that we were going to go to the beach we live in sarasota florida so we decided we were going to go to the beach so we went to the beach for the day and we spent the morning there then we went and we got lunch and we came back we came back the, the beach was shut down the ocean was shut down so you can't go in the water I don't know if y'all are like me, I gotta know what's going on, right? Like if there's a fire truck dealing with something, you know, I'm gonna drive seven miles an hour. (laughs) I need to know, I gotta know. So I went up to a lifeguard, I said, what's going on? And he said, there's a shark in the water. I had my prescription sunglasses on and I said, where? And he said, right there. And I looked, I said, I don't see no shark. And he said, he didn't look at me. He didn't see what I was doing. He'd had this conversation a thousand times. He said, look down. And I looked down and up in very shallow water where I would just walk out and the water would just be up to about right here, just walking around. There was a shark right there in the water. He'd have bit me right up. I was full of Italian food when I came back. Praise the Lord. Going to get him some raviolis. Amen. But, but, Here's what happened. This is why I missed the shark. I looked out to where I thought the shark was supposed to be. I looked out to what I believed was the domain of the shark. The shark was way more accessible than I thought he was. The issue is this, is sometimes when it comes to receiving things of the Spirit, we think it's going to be so fantastic. We think it's going to be lightning and thunder and clouds is that a Garth Brooks song is that what I'm singing now <laughs> but it, 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 we, we think it's gonna be something so magical and out of this world and for some people sometimes it is but for most of us it's a very very normal experience tonight when you receive the, the ability to pray in tongues what's gonna happen is gonna be very simple for most of you this has gonna happen you're going to have some syllables come into your brain. And I've actually seen them get trapped in people's mouth. You'd be shocked how many people tell me they can feel it right here and it won't come out. The reason is, is because God will not take control of your tongues and, and your lips. You still have to submit that. You're going to have to say it. If you know what it is, just do it. You just respond. It's going to be a very simple, simple thing tonight. Very simple thing. Are you ready to receive? Praise the Lord. Why don't we stand all across this place? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to sing a couple of worship songs, and I'm going to get down in the altar in a few minutes. I'm going to call you forward. I would ask you to leave the altar kind of open until we start to call people forward. And um, I would just encourage you to worship. I would encourage you to just be prepared to receive in the room. When I come back in a few minutes, I'm going to give you some instruction. God is going to move in this place. I, I, so someone asked me a few weeks ago, they said, why, why do you make confident assertions like that? I said, because uh, God moves in the room. I don't have to doubt that. I came in this morning with your leadership team. There were, how many of us were in here? Ten people? Ten people. And I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost showed up in this room. This is my second service here today. The Holy Ghost showed up. We saw people receive today that I thought, even when I walked in the room, there's no way they're going to receive. There's no way, and they received. They received. Today you can receive. Now, after we pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I do want to let you know. Let me get you prepared for something else. So When, we, when they get to singing, I might get excited not want to talk no more after we get done praying for this tonight and people are receiving the baptism post, I am going to want to be praying for some healing in the room uh, we've been seeing God do some great things in healing um, I don't know what it is I've been seeing a lot of people get healed in the upper back lately I don't have a word on that or an anointing for it particularly but I've just been seeing it lately um, we saw a lady with a uh, uh, what's that called uh, hernia I almost called it a hemorrhoid and I'm glad I caught myself. Because I know if I'd have been doing this, some of y'all would have been going, what does he think that is? But we had a lady with a hernia get healed in a service the other day. And the hernia went away. And so we've been seeing all kinds of people getting healed from different odds and ends. Um, We've seen some ladies with some female issues get healed in services. Um, so we're seeing God do a great work I'm excited to see that Um, when I pray for you tonight do let me just let you know we have a few things that typically happen these are things that we've seen over 2,000 years of church history I've I've become an expert in this in the last few months and a few things that we see is we will see people speak in tongues by the way you're going to hear me speak in tongues I need to go ahead and tell y'all this whoops I need to say this Y'all are going to hear me speak in tongues tonight, and there's not going to be an interpretation. I I know some of y'all will go, well, 1 Corinthians 14. Well, I'm telling you, 1 Corinthians 14 is there because it says people will walk in, and they won't know what's going on. Did I just tell you it was going to happen? Then you know what's going on. (laughs) And if you want to put, uh, you know, our... uh, uh, your and my uh, runs through the scripture on the screen I'm fine putting my number up there Praise the Lord I hope you are If you want to come up and argue with me About 1 Corinthians 14 Amen um, So that, so I will be speaking in tongues tonight. You are going to hear that um, But there are four things that typically happen Number one There is typically prophecy I am asking you that if you feel a prophetic word come on you You come share it with someone in leadership And you don't project that tonight I'm not the pastor I don't know all the situations in the room Okay? So I'm, I want to keep that to a minimum tonight. Come share it with somebody. So that's prophecy. Number two it tends to be tongues, a lot of times accompanied with interpretation. Number three is healing. We will, somebody will get healed tonight. Okay. And I wish I could say I'm saying it in faith. I'm just telling you this is what's happening lately. Somebody gonna get healed tonight. Okay. Uh, and then the fourth one is. Now listen to me. I know this. Now some of y'all that have been with me are about to just go. That's it. I'm done. I'm out fourth one is people do tend to fall on the ground. Jonathan Edwards used, wrote in his journal, he said, people are fainting in my meetings. Uh, John Wesley, people would fall down in the aisles. There are accounts of uh, uh, monks in the 500s having people that would fall and not be able to stand up. Obviously, we've seen it over the last hundred years with much more documentation. I know some of y'all have seen some really weird stuff. But, um, I might do some really weird stuff. I don't know. I, sometimes I do weird things. I was telling them earlier today. I'm sorry, I'm telling you all a couple stories. Is that okay? Okay. I was telling them earlier. Can you come here real quick? I'm not going to. You're just going to be an illustration. She's like, oh, my God, what's about to happen? <laughs> I've got a word for you, sister. Can you, can, you, can you put your hands out like this? Okay, just keep them there. So I, I, um, I was praying for a girl a few weeks ago. Who i had met before the service she was a classically trained violinist and whatever you think that means in personality type like she was that very straight laced she wasn't laughing at anything i was saying just very uncomfortable for me and so she wasn't responding to anything just very and i knew she was towards the end of the altar line i was going around to pray and she was just standing there like this she wasn't being emotional she wasn't acting out. she wasn't crying she wasn't doing nothing. And I thought, I'm going to pray for her, lay hands on her, I'll move on. She's not going to do anything. It's just going to be quick. She's going to, anything that happens, she's going to resist. So I go over, I put my hand on her head. By the way, if you come forward tonight for altar ministry, you are consenting to me laying my hands on you, okay? I just want to make sure we're clear on that. So I laid hands on her, nothing happened. I don't know why I did this. The Holy Ghost didn't tell me to do it. I didn't have a word from God. It's not something I've ever done before. But how many of y'all ever seen Spider-Man? Okay, y'all know he does this thing? Y'all know my wife does this when she wants me to hand her something? She goes, <laughs> So I come over and she's got her hands out like this. I promise you, I take my two fingers and I go like that. This girl looked, she didn't fall on the ground. She looked like someone had tied ropes around her and 15 men were a story down, and they yanked her to the ground. She didn't fall, she shot to the ground. I told somebody if this was on a dirt floor, there'd be an imprint of her body there. She shot to the ground. So, we're just seeing some interesting things happening. So, it, tonight, if you start to feel that come on you, I do not want you to fall for my sake, okay? You getting out of the way in case I get ready. I'm going, well, I think you could receive right now. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I, I, I'm not I, hear, I want you to hear me I'm not encouraging you to fall if you feel it come on you don't resist it don't fight it uh, today can I tell them can I tell them Dustin right Dustin was down here and we were having a moment uh, Dustin did not receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost this morning because he was waiting for tonight's service amen But I had, a, I had a word for him down here, and I said, I think the Lord just wants to touch you and affirm you right now. And I laid hands on him, and I almost called somebody over to get behind him. I thought it was a little theatrical for ten people being in a room, having someone get, come get behind this guy. But later on, he said that he was fighting falling over. Did, I don't know if this is what you said, so I might church it up a little bit here, but he said he was doing everything he could to not fall down to the ground. Is that right? So... I mean, I'm just telling you, if it comes on you, go ahead and submit to it, okay, submit to it. But listen, if you hit the ground, do me a favor, if you do hit the ground, I'm not encouraging you to fall, but I am encouraging you to do this, if you fall down, don't jump up. Stay down for a minute or two and see if the Lord does a work on you. Something will happen down on the ground, I believe, if that happens to you, but you have a lot of control over this stuff. Didn't I just tell you that it's more normal than it is fantastical? It's not that spectacular. So you will have some control over that. But if the power of God hits you and you fall, just give it a minute to see if the Lord's going to do something. Okay? Everybody all right?